Welcome to the Rap Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. It's all new for the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, the Kenyan, ALFRE to me. What up, what up? It's your boy, the one and only, all caps, no spaces, little something new, the Rev Barber MC. All caps like MF Doom said? Yes, sir. All right, and uh, QG's not here with us this week. Uh, he's out celebrating his father's B-Day, so uh, happy birthday to Papa QG, and we'll see uh, we'll see QG here next week. And uh, like we said last week, T.O. embarking on new adventures, so uh, he'll be back when he's back. So it's just me and the Rev this week, and uh, we're going to run down some news items, because, you know, Rap Lab, we got to talk about news if it's in hip-hop. And uh, before we um, before we get started, don't forget, Project Codename Wrestling Exodus, uh, June 11th. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Union County. And, Rev, you'll be happy to know that uh, I got a letter from Miguel Sosa uh, saying that he has to talk to me before the next show. Good. So, uh, yeah, you um, – I guess I've been a mau mau, as they say. <laughs> Good. I told you. Good. Oh, man, I'm not looking forward to that conversation. But, yeah, tickets are available. Uh, you go on Facebook, Instagram, Project Codename Wrestling. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about, Rev, um, and this was uh, topics that you felt passionate about this week. Uh, first off, Lil Wayne happened to go to an NBA playoff game in, involving the Dallas Mavericks, and he got into a beef with Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Talk to us about the background story, Rev. Oh, uh, man, Lil Wayne. Some of these rappers, man, they get a little uh, in too deep about this, uh, about these sports. And, man, you know, they think they're a part of the team and stuff like that. So um, Lil Wayne and Mark Cuban... Um, Went back and forth, you know, Mark Cuban started it, you know, tweeting out a meme of Lil Wayne after the Mavericks won. You know, uh, Lil Wayne is a longtime friend of Chris Paul, point guard of the Suns. So uh, <laughs> Mark Cuban, just po- you know, in, in good fun, just posted a meme. But uh, Lil Wayne kind of uh, took it a little far, talking about he'll piss in his mouth. And, uh, you know, me, uh, QG and, and, and uh, spoke offline about it. I don't know what Lil Wayne's infatuation with peeing is. Uh, QG had noted that Lil Wayne had said this before, previously about peeing on somebody or something, and yeah. <laughs> My thing is, you know, w- when these rappers go to these games, like Drake or whoever it be, you know, it's it's fun for for us because you know it's a, it's a you know a recognizable face, someone you know we uh, know in the hip hop community and stuff like that. But when they start to get involved and start like threatening people with physical harm I, I don't think that's cool i think they should just just be a fan you know say what you feel but all that, that that's not cool i mean they they've made up since you know and they they were friends before but i think i think lil wayne was just mad that uh the sons had an early exit well don't forget um the 2019 nba finals there there are notable instances of rappers uh doing too much at nba games don't forget um the 2019 NBA Finals between the Raptors and the Warriors. Drake was at every Raptors home game, and he was going at it with Kevin Durant from the sidelines before Kevin Durant would go on to tear his Achilles. Um, it's funny because a lot of people pointed out that Drake had a uh, a, a KD tattoo that he, he covered up with a forearm band. But, <laughs> uh, uh, there's that. Uh, I know we see E40 at every Warriors home game this playoffs. Um, Snoop Dogg's always been at the Laker games. So um, and has been an outspoken supporter and critic of the Lakers over the years. So yeah. it's nothing new for rappers to be uh, courtside front row at these uh, NBA games. Uh, at one point in time, uh, Jay-Z, owner of the minority owner of the Brooklyn Nets, 
Nets don't get to Brooklyn if Jay-Z doesn't back that. But um, I do agree with you. You you can't go around, uh, especially threatening the owner of an NBA team. is 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 just called for. But uh, shout-outs to Drake, by the way, placing all these NBA playoff parlays and winning. I'm a very jealous <laughs> man. But um, Lou Wayne has always been a weird, eccentric cat. Um, you know, he's like the, the, the pissing on people is, is nothing new. I mean, he's the same guy and, you know, he's from where I'm from where he's from, but I don't condone kissing another grown man in the mouth. <laughs> so uh, he, he's done some questionable things over the years, regardless of whether you feel the Carter three is a classic or not. QG wink, wink. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm with you, Rev. You can't just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean that you, you go, you could go to an NBA game and break the fan code of conduct, you know. Yeah, and I've read that too. That you know, when him and Cuban were friends, while um Wayne lived in Miami, he was like an avid Heat fan, so he would um attend after parties and stuff with Mark Cuban. And um, I heard that Braun and Wade, um, via Skip Bayless, uh, was frustrated with Wayne always coming to these parties. So um, it actually led to Lil Wayne being temporarily banned from attending Heat games. So I think that super fan stuff, he got to kind of chill and just, you know, support from the sidelines and stuff why, like that. And, you why, know. Were they, why were they frustrated with him coming to the parties, though? Because those parties aren't for everybody, you know, it's, you know, for the families, for like, you know, close people to the team and stuff like that. And I feel like they probably would just on some like, yo, he's trying to flex because he's him and he could just mosey on in this party. You know, sometimes, you know, parties ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not invited or don't have an invite, like you can't just show up because of who you are now, you know? Well, yeah, that that that, that is true. That, that is true. Um, moving on to our, our next topic. And this was something that, uh, for those of you who have gone into our archives of the Rap Lab, um, um, our, a good friend of the show, Mac Phipps, actually spoke on this. And this happened to him uh, back when he had his uh, his murder case. His lyrics were wrongfully used to convict him. I mean, I, they took pieces from one song and put it into another. But um, New York State uh, just passed a law to restrict to restrict rap lyrics in criminal cases. Uh, that's huge because over time, we've seen many rappers, whether it was a burglary, a robbery, an assault, a rape, um, a murder even, and the prosecution against them would quote their rap lyrics in, in an effort to convict them, even if the song had nothing to do with the actual crime going on. Uh, Rev, your thoughts on this development? Shout out to Senator Brad Hoylman, Senator Jamal Bailey, and Assemblymember Catalina. It is those who brought up that this bill be introduced and thank God, because just like the movies, just like our favorite TV shows, you know, these guys are narrators to what they've been through. We spoke on this last week, but certain idiots still divulge in this lifestyle. And, you know, like I said last week, you know, these guys that doesn't amount to anything anymore. So this helps out, you know, especially like those who are just trying to paint a picture. And it's funny because, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the show uh, Snowfall. Uh, no, I'm not. I've heard of it. It's a great show, but I'll just share one part of the show that I saw recently where um they're in these projects and there was like this kid looked like a nerd kid with glasses, whiz kid. And um he pretty much was snitching on everybody in his raps. He was just one of these kids that just happened to hang out in the neighborhood, see what's going on. And he would write raps about all of the things that was going on, all of the people getting locked up. And not for nothing, the raps were pretty good. It was pretty hard. 
but you know he got pressed by some of the G's that were um partaking in some of these uh situations there and um well well it goes a little you know crazy you know it's a tv show so they like wound up arresting everybody and stuff like that like like a raid had happened but you know the point is that i'm making is that these guys are just like storytellers you know and i don't think it's fair that if somebody's rapping about something that you use that in court against them because you don't know if this person is doing it or not these guys like i said are narrators man and and finally these guys get to to speak freely without watching their backs and watching what it is that that they write down in their well, songs, but well, yeah, go hold ahead. on for a second, Rev, because there are certain guys, and as much as I love Bobby Schmurder's music, um, he did. Some of these guys do tell on themselves. They speak about things that they actually do. Some of these guys actually live their lyrics, like you know, Bobby Schmurder was talking about attempted murders and and selling cracks since like the fifth grade, which are all true stories. So some of these guys, you know, they these are these are actual occurrences. No, absolutely. Then that's idiocy. Like I said last week and, and in the YouTube video, why would you tell on yourselves while you're trying to gain fame and notoriety? It just doesn't add up. You can't do both because if you're in the streets, there's ties that not everybody loves you. You you said that last week. Streets don't love you. You know what I'm saying? Like well, yeah, so it just doesn't make no sense that, that if you're still divulging in, in, in the situations of being a part of the hood and you're trying to gain fame, you're either going to die or get arrested. But not nah, you're, you're absolutely right. There are people like um Bobby Schmurder who um definitely snitched on themselves. And there's cats like um from the Bronx. They wrapped up a couple of cats over there who were um, in uh, drill rap and um talking about murders and stuff like that. But if you're blatantly telling on yourself through rap lyrics, then I think either you should get a ghostwriter or you should write something different. You know what I'm saying? Because as far as hip-hop, like Jay-Z, when he was talking about, like, you know, selling coke and doing all that stuff, he wasn't doing that shit during Volume 1 and Volume 2 when he was talking about it. And, you know, you, you look at a cat like that, and you could tell, you know what I'm saying, he's trying to gain the fame and notoriety and kind of um come up in the game. But you see these guys going back to the hood and you see what happens when they go back to the hood, you know, i.e. Uh, stack bundles, chinks, drugs and them guys, you know. But I think this is a big win for hip hop. It gives a little more of a breathing room for people to be creative. And um, yeah, shout out to the senators for um, passing that bill, man. Yeah. And, um, as I said previously um again friend of the show mac phipps and, and a number of others see murder too um they had their their song lyrics uh recited to the jury in an effort to convict them um and again like you said these guys some of these guys are just storytelling some of these guys are reporting things that they see not necessarily reflections of themselves um and i've always been against you know using using song lyrics to me that's weak because especially if you get a juror who doesn't know anything about hip hop. And a lot of the times right. you get a young black man in front of a court and the jury is 12 middle-aged white people. They don't listen to rap. They don't know anything about rap. So when you, when, when you read lyrics that this guy wrote and performed and recorded that say a shoot him up, bang, bang. Of course, these white, these middle-aged white people who know nothing about the culture or nothing about the music are automatically gonna be like, he wrote that. He said that guilty so yeah i'm i'm glad that we won't be seeing any more uh lyrics being uh used for prosecution but, uh, but go remember on. that's only in new york state it's not nationwide that's the only thing yes but but it's a start rev it's, it's it a is progress. 
it's progress. It's a step in the right direction. And, and hopefully other states and even countries um, will follow suit. Because I know in, in my home state of Louisiana, um, you don't to get convicted of a crime in court, you don't even have to. The jury doesn't even have to be unanimous. That's the only state in the, in the nation where it, it, uh, it, you could be convicted and it's not a unanimous decision. So um, more needs to be done. But like I said, it's a start. What better place to get that started than the birthplace of hip hop in New York? Or true, true. All right. Coming up next, a personal favorite of both yours and mine, Joey Badass. He's dropping a new album in a couple of months. Uh, the name of the album is 2000. Um, Rev, you, you said that you had some questions uh, revolving Joey Badass Pro Era. So I'll let you start the conversation on this one. Well, number one, I'm super excited that he's dropping any material. We've been waiting for Joey for a long time now, and I'm excited that he's doing a sequel to 1999, though, um, in his own words, he says that um, that uh, 2000, which is what the album is called, is 1999's bigger, richer brother. So um, that's going to be interesting, saying, um, you know, different place, but, uh, you know, more or less a similar uh, vibe and uh, different perspective. Um, I was reading... Some of the producer lists and, you know, Static Selectors on it. You know, that's one of his people's. He's hoping for a uh, DJ Premier beat to uh, pass sampling. And um, I believe Kirk Knight. But the question is, you know, I want to know where the rest of Pro Era is, man. Like, where is Chuck Strangers at? Where is, um, you know, my man A-La Soul? I know uh, CJ Fly is still down with the gang. But, like, what's the deal? Like, do you know anything about this? Like, any uh, what the fallout was or anything? Well, the fallouts all started around a long, long time ago, around the time that Capital Steve's died, uh, uh, early 2013. Um, some people who were closer to Steve's then jo- then w- was Joey, um, you know, slowly departed. So I know like the the Dirty Sanchez's and the Rockamouths, they're, they, you know, the Nick Cautions, they're, they, they all went on their side. Them guys are nice. Um, they actually formed their own group uh, called 47 Records. Mm. Um, and you know, it, it's it's a bad split for both sides because Pro Era loses that power, and 47 Records really hasn't produced much. Um, I believe the last thing they did was in like 2018, um, it was saved for one music video that Dirty Sanchez did in 2020. But um, A La Soul, aka I know you don't like Aaron Rose, but <laughs> A La Soul also left. Diamond <laughs> Lewis is gone. I believe Truck Strangers is down, but he's just not doing anything anymore. Um, CJ Fly is still around, but Kirk Knight, of, of course, is still around. But it's 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 dwindled to a very very small circle in pro era. Even so, that uh, Joey has beef with Steve's family, which is interesting because lately every time you see Joey, um, he has that gold chain of Steve's face around his neck. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the 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 story going on there is. Um, a lot of Steve's fans have grown to resent Joey. Only because they said that Joey has the unreleased King Capital album and won't put it out. But Joey's like, yes, yeah, it's up to Steve's family and lawyers got involved. And that album still has not seen the day of light, the, uh, uh, the day of light to this day. But um, I'm excited for Joey. Um, the only thing is that you want to make a sequel to 1999. 1999 was a great mixtape. And I know I, I say mixtapes don't count. <laughs> um, Unofficially, 1999 was great. Um, but, you know, that that's some big shoes to fill. 
I mean, the last time we had a Joey album was All American Badass, which was an amazing album. My favorite album, my favorite cut on that album was the joint with Styles P. Okay. Um, yeah, man, that that uh, ring the alarm with with CJ Fly and Nick Caution. So, I mean, we talked about it on the episode way, way, way back in the archives. The only uh, record I didn't like on that album was Devastated, but you know, what? Um, that's a great song. Bro, that that song did not fit the Joey that we have come to know. <laughs> I th- I felt like it showed a lot of growth when he made that, and a lot of people could relate to that song, man. You know, we brought that song up in um our mental health uh, episode with Terrence, and yeah, I felt like did. it was a great choice. I, didn't you bring it up? I brought it up because you know yeah. you know when you're going through things, things you know different things appeal to you, but um. Yeah, I was so-so on that song, but it's good to see Joey. And Joey had previously made a statement saying that he was retiring from music. He made that back in 20, 2018, yeah, a, said he was that. retiring from rap and he was going to focus on acting. He had done some songs here and there, um, but it never, it never fully, it never, it, you know, he never fully committed to music up until now. So I'm glad to see Joey back as a Joey fan. I don't know about all this, uh, bigger brother to 1999 especially for a guy who has not made an album in five years i mean mm. i know qg's gonna get mad at me saying this but joey uh if this album is a banger he might be eligible for the candy man's comeback well you know what i mean he it, it might be because like you said you know it's five years since his last album you know what i mean so it could it could be a comeback i mean me i reserve comebacks for those who like kind of uh had a bad album or, or just like uh, like um a string of like bad situations like what's his name like young berg you know he could get come back you know because like he's now hit boy he makes all these uh you know records and stuff like that so someone like him who you know for me I, i'll give him back to but uh we'll see what qg feels next week about <laughs> you saying that he could get the comeback of the year yeah we we gotta we gotta ask qg after the album drops if it's comeback of the year eligible <laughs> but uh moving on uh this one is uh, interesting so uh old block in chicago has been seeing some tourist activity oh old block is probably the the times square of chicago now uh talk to us rep yeah yep talk to us rep about old block in chicago looking like the uh the new tourist capital of the world. So I came across a video on the internet. Uh, fair skinned young lady with a uh, dark skinned young lady traveled to Old Block and recorded themselves there taking pictures, aka Parkway Gardens, and um, actually had one of the residents show them inside one of the project buildings. And I just, I just, I'm not comfortable with with people doing that and making not necessarily a mockery, but making light of, you know, the, the living situations of the people there, you know, being that it's the projects, those people really don't want to be there. You think they want to hear gunshots at night or can't even go to the store and get milk without like having to look over their shoulder. Like, come on, man. Like, so you have these people coming in, these tourists or these King Vaughn fans or whatever it is like trying to glorify this shit. And my thing is, you know, I said on social media in a comment, like, you know, they shouldn't necessarily, like, get hurt, but somebody should step in and tell them, like, yo, this is not cool. You need to leave right now. I don't appreciate you 
coming in and, and, and trying to take documentation of, of, of our projects. You know, if you want to take a picture about a mural, like, fine. You know, honor the guy that, like, you know, represented our neighborhood and stuff like that. But to come in and, and do TikTok videos and trying to go viral, and it, it kind of seems like you making light of, of his death and the situation that the people, the, the residents there are living in. And trust me, you know, I stayed in the projects for a year. I stayed in the Lower East Side in Baruch Projects. I, I'm I, I'm having more fun where I'm at now in Queens in my apartment, man. You know, project situations. Not everybody has it like super, super bad, but it's not it's it's not a feasible situation you really want to see yourself in, especially when there's no hot water and things that come along with living in the building with like over a hundred residents. So I, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of people just doing that. Even when people come to Queensbridge and and start or, or, or like when they went to uh, Marcy and was taking pictures and doing all that stuff and even when they did that um to the, the Big L mural, you had all those tourists there with their cameras and shit. I mean, respect to hip hop and all, but get your get your flick keeping moving. Don't do no documentation shit. Yeah, man, and, and it's and it's weird how, you know, like you said, O Block is the hood. Um and people people walking around taking pictures and and like 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 they're in Times Square, you know, it's <laughs> weird like these these are the bricks these are these are places where you know the re- the residents they don't choose they don't live there by choice they they don't they can't do any better or they're there for for one situation or another you know yeah. so it, it it's kind of weird to me that you know because that's where king vaughn is from people want to go and take pictures and it's weird because people know that jay-z is from marcy but they don't go to marcy with their with their with their phones out uh making videos and and then snapping flicks of the place, you know? Oh no, there there was um a report that there was some uh people there, tourists there with their with their cameras there. Yeah, that was that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. That's what I'm saying. Like just in all, like this it's it's not cool to just go to these places and like like it's a tourist attraction and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like even in Queensbridge, you know what I'm saying? Like gotta you know, I, I get like these guys are legendary and stuff like that, but it, it, you don't want to live in those conditions trust me no absolutely not and and even even me being where i'm from again people people once they they find a way out they usually don't go back so why would it's mind-boggling to me that and you know these places are notarized notorious like you you hear many stories about projects not just in new york but all over the world and you hear these horrifying tales of murders and robberies and like I said, there are people that live there who want to get out, and then you got these people who are not from there that go there to take pictures and sightsee. I actually just stumbled across something. It's called Hush Tours, and they take tourists to Marcy Projects, and everyone here in these pictures are throwing diamonds up. <laughs> this shit is crazy. That, you said no. there's a website for that? Um, Well, I actually just put it on images, and it's a thing called Hush Tours, and you see these people throwing diamonds up in front of Marcy Projects. April 5th, 2012. Seems like this was a 2012 thing, but... Uh, 2011. They, I hope they shut this down, because this ain't cool. This ain't cool. I wouldn't want nobody coming in my project, especially when I'm trying to get out the projects, coming in and taking pictures and glorifying this shit. I don't think that's cool at all. Yeah, I, I'm 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 not a, I'm not a fan of that at all at all. Um, and again, like I don't think it's I don't think it's anything to glorify. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, like I said, those, them conditions is real, man. You know what I'm saying? Like there was yeah. times there was no hot water in the winter. And Something I'm pretty cool, sure man. when Ghostface said that he had uh, roaches in the cereal box, that wasn't an exaggeration. Shit, roaches on the soap bar. <laughs> this shit is a real thing, that man. That too? Yeah, bro. Wow. Yo, that shit Marcy was not Marcy Project fun, Taurus. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if we should post that on the IG. And you know what? <laughs> nah, we should. We should send that to QG and, and have him post that. But, no, that's that's... It's I'm actually kind of disgusted by this. Yeah, bro. That was my initial reaction. I'm my bad to cut you, but as you was um, you know, speaking, I saw it. I was just like, oh shit, like this is they're having a little too much fun in front of these public public houses, man. I want to see these guys there past like ten o'clock and do all that shit. And as much as I joke about Queensbridge, I, if I ever did go over there, I'm not going over there with no camera. Nah. Nah. Especially after all the things have- you said. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm keeping MC Shan relevant, okay? They should be happy because MC Shan don't even hang out in Queensbridge no more. <laughs> Man, none listen, of these. And I, and I, yeah. I will gladly go to Queensbridge and I will say, you'd love to hear the story again and again of how it all got started way back when. Yeah, and then, I'll and then I'm going to look for the monument and tell the people that it's in their face. Oh, man. Well, shout outs to Queensbridge. Uh, the one place we can't go is Harlem for obvious reasons. <laughs> Um, but moving on, moving right along, um, and I know you had a, uh, this, this was one story that, you know, you, you took now, now we're talking about going into other people's hoods. Um, Freddie Gibbs found himself in Buffalo a few days ago and he got the beats put to him, uh, and it's funny because we we talked about this beef just what was it last week? Mm-hmm. He, he got the beats put to him by Benny the Butcher's people. Yup. He was in a rib spot too. He's getting a little something to eat. He had a show later on that night, and a good number of people just rushed in and just start swinging on him, gave him a black eye and everything. I mean, Freddie's credit, he still he performed that night with a black eye. Okay. He yeah. did perform. Okay. He did perform, yeah, but I just, man, <laughs> his security team needs to be fired because they all just stood back and they did nothing. They did nothing to help this situation. Wait, I mean, there was a swarm of dudes, though. We'll say again. The security team was there. Yeah, the not, not doing anything. There. Yep, oh, not doing goodness. anything. But, my, mean, but here's my thing, right? Yeah. Here's here's my thing. Why you know you have an issue with this man? Why would you go to his hometown? Rappers want to be bold. They want to rap about now, shit like that. And we've seen instances of it before in various beefs. I mean, uh, uh, for, and it's, and it's weird that I'm about to bring this up because uh, they just put this man on the metro card, but they told Biggie don't go to L.A. Unfortunately, he goes to L.A. and what happened happened. Um, when Common had the beef with Ice Cube, they told Common, don't, don't go to LA. Not right now. It's too hot. And he went and performed in the House of Blues. Um, you know, um, 6ix9ine goes to Chicago looking for Chief Keef. So, I mean, there have been instances where guys go and cross the enemy lines and they go to the hometown of the guy they have the issue with. But I saw that video and... 
there must have been about 12, 13, 14 guys pounding on Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, man. These guys are asking for it. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. These guys, just I feel like they just want to rap about it. They, they're not doing it to, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah, he's getting his money. He's doing a show. But I think he's doing it more so so he could say shit on, like, uh, you know, um, a song or something like that. Like, yeah, I've been in your hood. I ain't get touched. You know how these guys are. And, you know, you know who did you remember who did that? Um, uh, When T.I. went to Cloverfield to, to look for Lil Flip and he went right. to the hood and not only did right. he didn't see him, but he asked people about Lil Flip and they said he ain't from here. Mm. I, I know you remember that, and uh, they they made fun of the album cover where Lil Flip was on the album cover looking like the Lucky Charms <laughs> mascot. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember that. But even so, I think I think Freddie Gibbs moved wrong because yeah, say what say whatever you want about the security team, um, but at the same time, again, you know you have an issue with a very popular guy out there. Why don't you ask for the food to be delivered? Why would you go get the food or send one of your security team members to go pick up the food? Right. You know? yeah, they caught them lacking. And I'm pretty sure because, again, these two we and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We talked about it more than once on this show. Um, I don't think we're going to hear the end of this Benny and and um and Freddie Gibbs. Where is Freddie Gibbs from again? Chicago. Well, by way of Gary, Indiana. I guarantee yeah, you, you won't see my, Benny yeah. the Butchers lacking out there. Yeah, not Chicago. I'm sorry. By way of uh, Gary Indiana, Indiana, and uh, he resides in L.A. now. Well, I don't think anybody's gonna see uh, Benny out uh, out in Gary. So, and even yeah, if he wasn't Gary, I don't think yeah. he'd be alone. Right. But no, nah, man, you just you can't you can't. Uh, you can't you can't get lacking. You can't get caught lacking. Um yeah, the last topic today, and you said that you wanted to touch on this uh in big form. Uh Sean Combs, Puff Daddy, P Diddy, Diddy, whatever the whatever whatever love. you want to call him. <laughs> or or love. Um went on record as to say that Jay Z has filled Tupac and Biggie's shoes. What do you think about that? Okay, so to a point I understand because like when Pac and Big left, there was a big void that needed to be filled. And yes, Jay-Z came in and just skyrocketed up the charts and was on everybody's radio. And he had a hell of a run. Can't take that away from him. And Jay-Z himself said it wasn't just him. You know, it was other guys too. DMX, Nas, a lot of cats out there represented for hip hop. But what bothered me about it was a clubhouse interview bothered me about it was that Diddy was saying that Big looked up to Jay-Z as, as well. And I, that is, I feel that's the furthest thing from the truth. Biggie was already an established artist. He already went platinum before him and Jay connected. Jay-Z wasn't on Ready to Die. Jay-Z wasn't around in the pictures or hanging with him. That wasn't his, that wasn't his ace. That wasn't his man's. You know, Lil C's was there. I mean, Junior it, Mafia was there. It, it, it go they did they go got, to high school together, to be fair. They, went I, they high did school. go to high school together. And, and so yeah. did Busta Rhymes. But Busta Rhymes was in the video. Jay-Z was not in that video. So all this, Biggie looking up to Jay-Z, no. Jay-Z was supposed to be Memphis Bleak to Big in the commission. He was Iceberg Slim. Biggie was Frank White. So all this, like P. Diddy trying to 
rewrite history or tell stories away. No, no, no. I was there. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of cats who, you know what I'm saying, like 40 or 35 and above who remember it clearly, who was there during that era and remember how things went down. And yes, Jay-Z held it down, but he, Biggie wasn't looking up to no Jay-Z. He respected him as an MC, as a lyricist and all that, but he wasn't looking up to him. Like he big homie or something like that. Nah, Big was the first. That's like saying like, like Karis one it looks up to Fat Joe. Nah, KRS One came out first. That was Fat Joe was inspired by KRS One. Just like Biggie was the inspiration for Jay Z. Did he? I don't know, man. I don't know if he's drinking too much Ciroc, but I ain't got no love for love right now. Whatever you want to call himself. But to the point, they've actually done music together, though. Um, Jay Z has been around just as long as Biggie has. The only thing that Biggie blew up way before Jay Z, because remember. At the time that Biggie was making Ready to Die, Jay Z was hanging out with Jazz O. Yeah, that was his big homie. Yeah, that was Jay Z big homie because Jazz O, you know, let, like let's not forget, but you know, Jazz O was in the game too. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a credible artist at the time. You know what I'm saying? He, there's no, uh, there's not much longevity in his rap career, but at the time, yeah, that was Jay Z's big homie. And Kane and all them, Jay Z ran in them circles. He wasn't running with Big and all that. So like this, what P Diddy's trying to portray is, is just wrong. You know, I want, you know, I, I get you want to celebrate Big and give him his accolades and everything, but like trying to like forge and push this relationship between like Jay-Z and Big, it just, it just wasn't. It wasn't. You know, they they did Brooklyn's finest and all that, but you know, there was other MCs on um, Reasonable Doubt as well. Sauce Money, you know what I'm saying? There was other, and, and it was like a Brooklyn thing. But to say that that Big looked up to Jay Z, nah, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna, and I'm not the the biggest Biggie fan, but I'm not just I'm not gonna let that go. I'm not gonna pass and act like yeah, that's the truth because you got some young guys out here listening to that and think like, oh yeah, you know, like, oh uh, Big looked up to Jay Z, <laughs> and that's not the truth. Well, 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 here's the thing: as far as the as far as filling his shoes, wouldn't it be fair to say that you know? And 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 I know I I get heat for this, but I always said Biggie Biggie had a small body of work. Jay Z, the longevity is there. Jay Z is one of the few people in hip hop who can honestly say they never fell off. Every album he ever made, certified on the charts, at least platinum one time. Never never did anything less than platinum. So, is it fair to is it fair? I mean, it's fair to say Jay Z is an icon, isn't he? Uh, he is business-wise, music-wise, I'll give it to him. But come on, let's not forget, Reasonable Doubt, when it came out, it didn't go platinum right right off the gate. You know what I'm saying? And Volume 1 had a lot of uh, criticism. And even Jay-Z's not a fan of Volume 1 because it was too P. Diddy-ish. He was trying to go the bad boy route. It was Volume 2 that really sparked a lot of people's attention when he had DMX, the locks there. And that's when I feel like Jay-Z really came into his own with the hard knock life joint. You know what I'm saying? No, and, and and that's fair, but again, when we're looking at accolades, we're looking at awards, sales, chart positions. Jay Z, all these number ones, he's got Grammys under his belt. Um, and again, even though re- it, and reasonable doubt, just like Illmatic, it didn't sell at first, but as his popularity grew, people went out and bought the older music. But still, everything he's touched is that everything he's ever produced is charted. Even his uh. Collaboration albums with the R&B singer who got canceled because we're not going to say his name, and even he even had a joint album with Lincoln Park that went platinum. So oh man, that shit was you know I actually liked it. 
I hated that album. You didn't like Numb Encore? No, it was stupid. It was a stupid album, a bad idea by bad creative. All they did was mix like 30 seconds of each song and just put it together and made it into one. It it, it was stupid. People just bought it just because of the names, because the Linkin Park name and the Jay-Z name. But that musically is not credible work, in my opinion. I, I don't recognize the mashup or whatever it's called as as uh one of jay-z's accolades or, or something that he could look back and be like yeah i did this you know what i'm saying and i'm sure he's not looking at best of both worlds either or part two you know trying to gain fame off that but yeah no you're right as far as like you know grammys and notable singles you know he's done that but my point is that he big did not look up to this cat big one wasn't even around for that and i'm not gonna sit here and speculate what would have happened if big stayed alive or anything like that but what i am talking about is just the history up until Big Pass. Jay Z was a little homie. Well, no, up until up until Big up until Big Pass, um, Biggie was of course the bigger artist. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no question or dispute about that. So anybody who says Biggie was looking up to Jay Z, you know, they don't know where they sleep at night. That's but, what they, that's what Diddy's um, saying. Nah, Diddy, nah, Diddy, you can't, nah, no, no. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because if that be the case. If that be the case, Reasonable Doubt would have came out before Ready to Die, and it would have been a better album than Ready to Die. I don't. As far as filling Tupac's shoes, though, um, I don't even. I don't want to rank Jay Z and Tupac in the same. I feel that. Because even even up to the point that he died, Tupac was a much bigger, bigger star than Jay Z. I actually think by him dissing Jay Z, it helped Jay Z more more than anything. It did. It took it took Jay Z yeah. years. To achieve this, because, you know, as I mentioned, Reasonable Doubt, Volume 1, it, it didn't fly off shelves immediately. It took time. And that's OK. But what I'm saying is that, like, with Pac and Big, you know, th- their rise to stardom was quicker than Jay-Z's was. So for Diddy to say that, you know, again, that Big is like little homie in a sense, I, I can't stand for that. And like I said, I'm not the biggest Biggie fan, but like I was there. You know what I'm saying? I could tell you just. From my eyes, what I saw, what I was listening to, and Jay-Z was a good artist. I loved Reasonable Doubt. I was one of the people that actually bought the joint and, and liked it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't. I didn't catch on later or anything like that. But at the time, no, nah, it, it was Biggie's time, bro. He was, you know, as he claims, king of New York. He was leading the pack, him and Diddy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know there's guys before him like KRS-One and, you know, cats like Kane that I, that I actually like more. But when it came to, like, representing us out there in the mainstream biggie was that guy i can't take that away from him yep biggie was uh, biggie was um was the new york guy and uh on a, on a minor slightly unrelated related point uh did you hear that those metro cards have sold out oh man damn i'm i was trying to go to the station and get one of them joints that's crazy yeah they were only available so so for those of you who don't know um to celebrate you know um just just to celebrate New York culture, um, the MTA has put uh, Biggie's uh, likeness on the back of the Metro cards. They were only available at uh, four stations: um, uh, Atlantic Clean. Avenue. By Clean, I, I, I wish T.O. was here because he'd be able to tell you. Yeah. But yeah, um, Clinton and Washington, uh, Atlantic Avenue, right outside Barclays Center, uh, no and then uh, Lafayette Street on the C train, which that yeah. route was where Biggie lived in Bed Stuy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there are limited edition Metro cards. From the pictures that I saw on social media, Rev, there were people lined up in those train stations uh, for the lines stretching outside. 
So everybody was trying to get their hands on one. And I, I get it because some people want to pay homage to Biggie. I do think that those Metro cards are going to become collector's items in like 10, 20 years. Just like the Wu-Tang so ones. Word. Oh, yeah. So I got, you know, I got to be paying like. Oh, yeah. So people are going to be paying $500 20 years from now for a Metro card <laughs> with, Biggie's, <laughs> with Biggie's face on it. But classy move. Um, I actually heard that that move was. Uh, I know I say say what you want about the guy and feel how like you want to feel. You know, we don't get into politics on this show. But I heard that Eric Adams was a driving force behind putting Biggie on the Metro card. That's good. Shout out to Brooklyn, though. Brooklyn showing love. You know what I'm saying? People getting out there representing for Big. 50th birthday just passed. Man, people went out there. A lot of my homies was out there, too, man. I love that they make this, like, such a communal event. You know what I'm saying? That, like, regular folk can attend and show love. And, you know, there's art. There's graffiti artists out there. There's some OGs out there. So I love events like that, man. Shout out to Brooklyn for, for holding that down, man. And um, when you talk about... It's just like the song Welcome to New York City, uh, and I know QG hates this album, but it's just like Cameron said on, on Welcome to New York City. Well, Jay-Z says in the intro to the song, a birthplace of Jay-Z, Michael Jordan, and Biggie. So, you know, you, you can't bring up Brooklyn, New York without without talking about Biggie if you're going to talk about famous locals, you know? Yeah, man. Years later, they still love the guy like he was still here, man. Shout out. Oh, yeah, man. And, um, you know... uh. It's a shame how, how his career and life ended, but, you know, and, and I know I've said some controversial comments on this show about Biggie that people, people, uh, and like I said, I don't disrespect the guy, but people don't agree with me, but he is one of the all-time greats, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, a central figure in hip-hop is, is being celebrated, you know? Hey, keep it real, man, that people have pulled guns on pictures <laughs> because of your comments. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes. Shout, shout out, shout, shout, shout out to Mr. Pitts, man. Uh, where, wherever you are in, in Detroit, listening to this, <laughs> I, uh, I, I hope to meet the man one day and shake his hand, and I hope all will be water under the bridge. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to Mr. Pitts. Nothing, yes, but, nothing but love from the side, but um. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I know we we reached the conclusion of everything that uh that we wanted to touch on here. Um, do you have any last parting words? Anything that you saw this week that you wanted to uh discuss? Uh, nothing much on the hip hop man. Shout out to you. I know you did like about three referee gigs uh consecutively. You still uh made it tonight to the show. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate your hard work and everything oh, yeah, you do man. with the editing and uploading the content and stuff. So. You know, big up to you, big up to the team, man, big up to QG, you know what I'm saying? Taking a day for the family, that's always well-respected, you know what I'm saying? Without the pops, wouldn't be no QG. T.O. on his grind, you know what I'm saying? Getting that paper, man, doing the best he can for his family, you know what I'm saying? And you already know, Red Barb MC it, Q-Borough Cuts, 95-04, Ozone Park, New York. Come check us out for haircuts, braids, hair coloring. Our services has expanded so much. So we're here for the community. We're here for any of your uh, needs and getting groomed. Yeah, man. And shout out to everybody on the team. Um, my voice sounds a little off because uh, I just did wrestling commentary um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three days straight. So I'm 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 gassed. The fact that I'm even sitting here doing this show with you is 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 a miracle. Um, QG, you know he'll be back. Uh, Q, I I, I gotta. I, 
you know what? I got to give flowers real quick because QG is a very integral part of this team. Not only does he record with you and I, but for those of y'all who don't know, QG is the guy who is our social media manager. Um, everything you see on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, Twitter. that's all QG. Um, the guy posts literally every day. Yeah. If he were to tell yeah. me, hey, hey, Al or hey, Rev, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting. The hell with it. We'd be in some trouble because you and I, you and I are pretty busy and don't have the time to make multiple posts a day every day. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I took so, a big step back for the you, social you, media. So yeah, word up, big up to QG. Yeah, QG is the is the unsung hero of of the rap lab. Um, of course, like you said, Rev. Um, even though you got a million things on your plate, you're a business owner. You're you're a father. You're about to you're about to have another kid, and you still make time to do the show. So um, steady promoting too. Any interviews yeah. I do, you know, I always throw the flag up for us. Kudos to you. Me, I, I am a man of, of many hats. I'm the behind. I like being the behind the scenes guy. Um, you know, the editing, the uploading, and uh, you know, any any interviews that we have gotten, most of them, you know, I'm I'm the guy reaching out to to try to broker an appearance. So um, you know, it's 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 uh, the grind never stops for me. And, and To only 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 God knows when he'll be back, but he'll be back eventually. I can always respect somebody trying to bet it themselves so and the show is always going to be here so you know to to seat at the table is 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 already reserved yes sir yep so but yeah so that brings us to another week uh hit us up rap lab pod at gmail.com dm us on ig rap lab pod and uh yeah man you know we're here any feedback the listeners have any questions shout out to our guy odair who is always emailing us at raplabpod at gmail.com. Uh, some of these episodes that we have done have been his brainchild. Um, and 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 for those and for and yes, for the to the to the gentleman from England, I'll put this out there real quick. I know you keep emailing us about a watch along of the Biggie and Tupac documentary that QG just loves so much, but we just gotta convince him to do it and find a way to do it in <laughs> an hour. Because that, that's a three hour film, but um QG will be thrilled. So <laughs> I'm trying to get to do a watch on the hot boy. I haven't been successful yet, but we're working on it. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, me and Reva out, and uh, we'll catch you on Rap Lab next week with the rest of the crew. Peace. <laughs>